Sorry. Hello. Get off your phone. Sorry, I was sexting. There are no foreign phones. There are no phones at Hogwarts. Hello. Does this scarf look better? I feel like I need a low loop. Yeah, it's, this is the time to be worried about the placement of a scarf. That's the problem. Listen, you guys. Well, we're pretty excited about these accessories we're rocking today. Yeah, if you're watching, if you're listening, you can't see them. But anyway, welcome to Two Filthy Nerds. We'll describe them. Um, these are sorting hats. From, from our, one of our very favorite fans. Our patron. Our patron saint. Eric Hanke. Eric Hanke. Thank you for sending us hats. Look at this. And if you're watching the video, you can see a Ravenclaw blanket. That's right. And then a Ravenclaw scarf. And I'm wearing my Ravenclaw sweatshirt that I've had forever. We are pimped out. Oh, did we want to turn this down, the volume on this down? Or oh, I have no idea. Oh, I thought you said, never mind. Hi, guys. All right. So oh, I hope this isn't fucked up. All right. We have entered. We started book three. That's right. We are in year three, Prisoner of Azkaban. So I know about Azkaban generally because I know it's I know it's not a good place. All yeah, right? they referenced it at the end of the last book, toward the end when they took Hagrid away. So I know it's somewhere you don't want to be. It's yeah. So, but I also don't necessarily know if it's a horrible, horrible. If not, sorry, I don't know if every single person who goes there is necessarily guilty. Wow, it's like the uh, American. Like the American prison system. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't so that like that? it's amazing. Even in Magic World, they can't get it right. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, because we saw what happened with Hagrid. So obviously, there's some. So when I'm thinking the title of this, yeah, and I'm imagining who it could be, I'm not necessarily imagining a bad guy. I, I'm imagining somebody who might have been falsely accused. Yeah, as Hagrid was in the past book. So that's what you're coming into this with? Is that's what that, I'm coming into it. The, just off the title alone. If I'm going just off the title. Now, if we're going to do a judge a book by its cover, my version of it is the original version, which is just Harry Potter uh, riding on uh, a bird with, um, that's a Weasley sister. Oh, because of the red hair? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that is what I'm getting from this. And then the animated, uh, excuse me, illustrated version I have has what we learned in chapter three is the night bus. The night bus. On the cover. Which I want to call the magic bus for some reason. Uh, probably because it's a magic bus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, by the way, that looks like a very, very fun triple decker bus. Yeah. I mean, what a time that there's a magic bus, which we'll get to. So we hit the first three chapters, um, true to form, as we saw in the second book, chapter one had a lot of exposition, a lot of catch you up. I can't stand it. I gotta I know. be honest. You I know, I listen, I enjoy it in the sense of, I want to know where he's been, but there's this part of me that hates how I feel like she's talking to people who are just starting the Harry Potter journey with book three. Yeah, well, here's what I'll say. It's annoying as someone who knows what's going on, and especially as someone who has freshly read the previous book. But um, I do like the idea that if you hadn't freshly read it, yeah, like if you were doing, like you did Harry Potter in real time. Yeah. You did it as it came out. So when you read this book, it's after the first book had probably been 
like a year or so before it. Yeah. So you need a refresher of so what need- happened. So in that instance, yes, I get it. But the, I, as someone who's binge reading the books, and might I add, not fast enough, um, uh, we're <laughs> gonna sp- it. we're gonna speed it up, you guys. We're gonna speed it up. The move was uh, JMS moved in. It was yeah. it was. I wouldn't say it was a painful process, but it certainly wasn't the greatest process. Yeah, it's moving. It's moving. So in it addition to time. the whole fucking world just exploded. Yeah, which uh, we want to, I think we should address that or do we want to edit something on the top of this episode? Um, I think we, we could just address it now. Yeah, uh, we just want to go ahead and address what's going on briefly with the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, just say that we are standing with that and it, for the time being... Uh, I don't think it's wrong to say both of us are using our social media to amplify voices supporting the black community and their fight for justice. But we have decided to keep putting out these podcasts. Um, I don't necessarily push them. Yeah. So you're not going to see a lot of this on social media uh, just because we think we need to use that platform to push important things that are going on. And we don't want any, any other things to get, you know, lost under, us being like, you're never gonna believe what happened on the night bus. Listen. But it's a form of escapism. We wanna offer that to you guys and to ourselves because it is important for your mental health to- Exactly. Take a second away. We know you need some escapism. We know you need something to get away. Yeah, we're not advocating that you ignore what's going on, but you gotta turn off the TV every once in a while so that you can keep being productive in your- lives in your uh you know activism yeah what have you so black lives matter absolutely and um we will continue to push out resources and information we receive on our socials by the way jessica michelle showed me a very amazing black owned business website today that has easily some of the cutest stuff i have ever seen What's it called again? Jungalo. J-U-N-G-A-L-O-W.com. I go to it. Yeah. I cannot get over it. They have, I want to- For home decor, it's the best. I, I just learned about it and it's cool wallpaper, cool decorative stuff, cool furniture. Did you see their rugs, by the way? We're oh, getting yeah. A rug. They have amazing rugs and everything is so reasonably priced. Yeah. It's beautiful stuff. It's reasonably priced. Just go check it out. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, and um, one way to help out uh, is to uh, put your money into Black-owned businesses. So quick Google search will tell you about some of them in your town or places you can order yeah. from. If maybe you're looking to get a specific type of product anyway, uh, doesn't hurt to go. Is there a Black-owned business that sells plant potters or yeah. whatever? I don't know. They're pl- the plant potters on Jungalo were adorable. Yeah, I'm oh, um, and, and Black-owned restaurants. There's so many of them in every city. Yeah, and um, if you have any in your city or somewhere that you want us to shout out, hit us up. Let us know. We'll shout them out on here, and yeah. um, you can put it in the Fellowship of Filthy Nerds. But yeah. So this will be here, and we don't want it to th- anyone to think that uh, we are not actively doing our as much as we can. And we don't. We were not ignoring it. We're, but, but we didn't want to leave you guys hanging because yeah. we know it is hard to constantly adjust that. So that being said, let's... We're going to be binging this harder than ever. Yeah, we're going to up the chapter count. I can't keep going through this slowly. Honestly, it's 
Frickin' torture. So we'll do, what, four chapters next? Hang on, let me look at this book. I think four is good. I mean, I feel like we could just do three, but do it really like consistently. Do it, but do it quicker? Yeah. Um, all right, well, we're going to have to do four eventually anyway. And yeah. I'll have to look at which ones we're going to do live. But I can't look at the names of the chapters. We will do a live. So for patrons, patreon.com slash uh, two filthy nerds. Um, you guys can go on there and we're reading the chapters live. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll do the next three, what, tomorrow, Friday? Yeah. We're going to read tomorrow night, fr Friday night. Uh, we're going to read at, um, early evening. We could do an early evening. We do like five-ish. Five, 5 p.m. Okay, so 5 p.m. Pacific time. So that'll be 8 p.m. So we got a lot of Eastern timers. Yeah. Like. So yeah, we'll be posting about it in the Patreon, but if you want to be part of the live readings or we're doing some other stuff, uh, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. And we will be, um, what? skipping's not the word. We're not doing tea. Oh, we're not going to be doing high tea this weekend. Um, just out of respect of whatever, everything's going on and yeah. trying to decompress and, focus on that so we will have more high teas we know that we had to move last week so now we're moving this one but um we just feel like that's the right move for now yeah and uh we will be back with more and there's still stuff going on on the patreon and that will continue to increase since we're living together and as yes as we push through this book oh and also you guys you know, we're looking for a fun sofa to put downstairs in Jessica Michelle's room where we can use it as kind of the den yeah. for our podcasting. Yeah, like a shoot space. If you have any ideas for a fun sofa, oops, send them our way. Your yeah. hair looks so good. I mean, you really are went, meant to wear a sorting hat. Yeah, to hide my bald spot that it's not covered. I mean, I have so many bald spots. Hello! Hello! Anyway, uh, let's get to it. Let's hop to it. All right. So chapter one is the outpost. Opens classic to, uh, oh, I didn't get to say this about, about her format of really reiterating information. Mm -hmm. What I like is it's hard to imagine that there will ever be a world where people are, you know, very aware of the Harry Potter universe with how big it's gotten. But I like the idea that if someone somehow didn't had never fucking heard of Harry Potter and they stumble on one of those like take a book leave a books and they grab you know prisoner of Azkaban yeah that they get the full picture yeah that they like can get I mean they're still gonna be left out on a lot of course but but that they are, you can like, still get into the world absolutely so anyway like we said a lot of exposition it starts Harry's birthday no one gives a fuck He's Harry's up. working on summer homework. Yeah, up in his room hiding it. It's the middle of the night because, you know, he, God forbid he do anything wizard-related at the Dursleys. He has to hide it all. Mm -hmm. But he did get to uh, keep his owl out. Yeah, which is nice. Which, honestly, like, they should have known better last year. Yeah. They're like, what do you think's going to happen trying to put a caged bird to silence? Like, yeah. that's a weird way to say I that. I mean, but... It's like, it yeah. sounds very um, uh, British. A caged bird to How silence. How dare you try to put a caged bird, bird to, to silence. silence. I will not stand, actually, if you don't see the tip of my point, I do look remarkably like that homeless woman <clears throat> who feeds the birds in Mary Poppins. 
Um, you actually do look like a homeless woman in New York that I know that feeds pigeons. Topping a bag. Anyway, thank you for saying that. You do. You look. I mean, she, I'm not. I'm not hot, but like I'm. I'm pretty hot for a homeless. You're, you're witch homeless hot. Yeah, I'm hot for a homeless witch. You know, that's pretty sad that a witch could be homeless. Yeah, can't they just like bippity boppity build a house? Yeah, <laughs> bippity boppity house. Ah. Uh, Anywho, so. He's laying he's there, there and he realizes it's his birthday. He Whatever. turned 13, NBD, because he's never had a good birthday in his life. Yeah. I mean, he does reflect on like his parents' death and everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck, it's actually kind of crazy I even made it to 13, yeah. which what an age to already have that thought hat. Wow. It's only going to get worse, kid. Yeah. My God, truly. And then out the window, he sees something flapping towards him. Not sure what it is. But then <laughs> three birds coming. Re- yep, he realizes it's three owls, two owls carrying another owl. He opens the window and in comes a pile of owls. One, of course, is half dead. Errol. Errol. It's, Errol, true to form. I mean, true to lack of form. They need to retire their owl. Poor Errol. Like these I mean, Weasleys. They won all that money and they went to Egypt, but they didn't get a new owl. Also, like, isn't there an animal sanctuary or like a retired owl sanctuary? There should be. There has. What do they do? You know what? That's a spinoff. Yeah. Oh, a, the, an animated version of like where the where the retired witch owls go. Yeah. Or just all the delivery service animals. Yeah, all the delivery service like an animals. animal, a magical creature, a sanctuary, a retirement home. <laughs> oh my god, that would be great. Oh, that'd be so. Who likes that idea for a spinoff? Oh, there goes the hat. Um, I mean, honestly, this hat's giving me a little bit of a headache. We're going to take the hat off for now, but right. we love them and we'll be doing some fun content. Using oh, I've got, I've got, well, I've got sorting hat head. I've got witch hat hair. That's great. Oh, wait, hold on. The wicked witch of the couch. It's Peach. Oh, Hi, she Peach. is not happy with that. Sorry, Peach. She's a little So bitch. in comes Errol being carried by Harry's Snowy Owl Hedwig, who we all know and love, and another owl that uh, turns out to be an official Hogwarts owl. Oh, yeah, it was a Hogwarts owl because it came from... Hogwarts. I know, but... Didn't Hermione send something through Hedwig? I thought it was Hagrid who sent it through the Hogwarts owl. Oh, yeah! And it also has the... Yeah, okay. Duh. Duh, duh, duh. Okay. So he gets something from Hagrid, he gets something from Hermione, and he gets something from Ron. And all of their presents, very apropos to who they are. Of course. Well, Ron sent a sneakoscope that he bought in what Egypt. What is a sneakoscope? So, according to his brothers, older brothers tell him, they, oh, it's just a, you know, a scam. But what it is, is it's a top. It's like clear, you know, like a spinning top. Uh-huh. That you, so it just sits there, like straight up. It doesn't fall over. And um, if someone untrustworthy is in the presence, uh-huh. it starts spinning and turning red. I feel like this is a big foreshadowing. This thing's going to come in handy at some point. Yeah, because in the book, he's like, you know, they said it doesn't work. And Percy, Percy, maybe it was Percy on vacation. He's like, see, it's spinning for no reason. But he didn't know that Fred and George, like, put something in his food or something. Oh, okay. I didn't remember that. Hermione, yeah. Hermione, being as practical as she is, sent a broom servicing kit, which is very important for Harry, as we know. Quidditch master, like myself. (laughs) I kind of want one of those. Um, I think that they can, I think I got them on uh, Etsy. Little yeah. Keeper, little Team Keeper, Ravenclaw Quidditch. If anybody has any suggestions of sweatshirts you think I should get, 
Let me know. Let us know. Um, what else happened? Hagrid. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Hagrid sent a monster book. Monster book of monsters. So it's a book that's, like, alive and bites at you. Yeah. Harry has to wrestle it down. It's already loud. He's like, fuck. It's causing, it's causing a ruckus. Which is, like, the biggest no-no at the Dursley's house. And then, of course, he gets his book list from Hogwarts, as well as a permission slip. That's He needs permission to go to Hogsmeade. So... We learned that third year students get to go to Hogsmeade, which is the wizarding village down the street, which, oh boy, what a, what a fun time. I don't know. I have no expectation. It's, I mean, it's just cool. You get to go into I'm imagining town. like a Diagon Alley kind of place. I feel like it definitely has that sort of vibe, architectural vibe, probably uh, just okay. like an older, you, you know, you know, UK English village looking. Okay. In my, because I, I, the castle looks old, so I feel like it's a, in my mind, a village that sort of goes with at the, the same time period the architecture yeah, yeah, yeah. of the castle. Um, is this something, by the way, at the Harry Potter world? Is there a Hogsmeade of the Harry Potter world? Not only is there, I mean, oh, fuck, you know what? I am not a hundred percent sure. Yes, there's Hogsmeade in California, in Florida, uh huh, because they have. Universal Studios, and they have Islands of Adventure. In, I, I could be, in Universal Studios, it, they have Diagon Alley, uh-huh. and they have rides in Diagon Alley. Uh-huh. And if you have a park hopper pass, you can board the Hogwarts Express uh-huh. over to Islands of Adventure. This is in Florida. Yes. You get off, and you're in Hogsmeade. And Amazing. You, and you see the castle. So they have, like, the whole setup. It's, How much is this whole thing that I really want to go to? Uh, I don't... Maybe a hundred something. By the way, my one of my best friends from childhood, she is planning a family vacation there for, this was supposed to be this summer, but because of the world ending, they're uh, waiting till next summer. And she's like, you're more than welcome to come with me and my family. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will absolutely a thousand percent come with you and your four-year-old kid. I mean, hopefully we will be done before then. And that is, of course, our grand prize is going to be a trip to... One of these parks. One of them. We got to figure it out. Yeah. But, um, but it's to... going to be, it's going to be something epic. Yeah. We like need that. to do a video about that soon, by the way, but we got to get the details sorted out. But essentially, if you don't know, another fucking shameless plug for our Patreon, every $5 you spend as a patron is an entry into the grand prize, the grand prize drawing. And it's going to be a theme park trip with us somewhere. Yeah. One of the Harry Potter ones. Yeah. So it's, yeah, obviously the world's a little crazy right now. There's a lot of factors, but uh, we will be sorting that out. God, I hope it's open. Like these hats sorted us into our home. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we're going to sort out our Patreon. That's, we're going to wear these hats exclusively when we figure it out. Because otherwise we wouldn't know how to figure it out. Ah! So anyways, he's got this permission slip to go to Hogsmeade, but he's like, well, that's not going to freaking happen. And he's kind of bummed, but more than bummed, he's, you know, he feels good because this is the first time... Harry has ever received birthday gifts on his birthday. Like, yeah. I remember last year, the mail was being taken away by Dobby. He was, like, mm-hmm. intercepting everything. So he finally feels special on his birthday, which is something he hasn't uh, ever felt. felt. And that's when we move into Chapter 2, Aunt Marge's big mistake. <clears throat> Aunt Marge. Large Marge. Large Marge. Wait, really quick. Um, the Hogsmeade permission slip, Harry... That's in this show. It ends with Harry. No, no, but it ends with Harry freaking out like, holy shit, how am I going to get the Dursleys to sign this? Yeah. 
So Harry's immediately thinking, what can I do? How can I do this? And then next chapter, Large Marge, by the way, I've said it once and I'll say it again. J.K. Rowling does not like fat people. She really loves to paint them into a big fat corner. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. She's just so, like, are there any? She doesn't describe Plus, anybody in a flattering light. No, I mean, I guess Especially not. women. I know, she's like, her bony cheeks. Her hollow, Weasley. hollow, her hollow, bony, withering face. And then Marge, fat, chubby. Yeah, is there anyone? Rotund. At best, people, she's described people and you're just go like, okay, that's a description. I don't think we've yet to see her describe anyone good looking. Never, I, no. I'm curious to see if a good looking character will come along. I mean, I'm sure you know. <laughs> You're playing dumb is my favorite. It always will be. Uh, I wonder if it's going to happen. Oh, do you? Yes. Oh, do you? Very curious. Very indeed. curious indeed. Ugh. All right. So Aunt Marge comes to town and Harry immediately starts fucking freaking out because Marge is not. We need to back up a little bit because okay. before she comes to town, Harry's come down to breakfast oh, yeah. and the day after he gets the birthday gifts, he sees the news report that black this deranged, dangerous escaped convict is out on the loose. Mm -hmm. They don't say what prison he's from, just that he's dangerous. And, you know, everyone's like, okay, good to know. And then Uncle Vernon is on his way to pick up Marge. But before he leaves, he tells Harry, like, you need to act like you're a normal person mm -hmm. because he doesn't view him as a normal person. Mm -hmm. And he, he says that you're going to tell her that you go to a school for incurably criminal boys. That's what he has told his sister about. Is not that he's a wizard, not that he just no. goes to a different school. He he's goes, a criminal. Absolutely. And Harry agrees under the pretenses that um, if he does that, Uncle Vernon has to sign his permission to let him. I just think it's wild that in the world of muggles, to some muggles, that being a criminal is better than being a magical person. I mean, me too. I guess the thought is that like, if he says he's magical, then he looks even more crazy and then they look crazy. But then also, if he can do magic, why wouldn't you believe him? Yeah. Or, or are they afraid someone would view him as more dangerous knowing he's magical than as a criminal? I just, it, it, it still boggles my mind that if, they hated this kid so much. Why didn't they just give him up for adoption? Yeah, it is really weird. Like, why are they letting him come back every summer? Yeah. Why have they cared for him this long? Is it... Tell him to fuck off. Who knows? Like, they don't like anything about this kid. There must be some part of them that, like, is so hateful toward the wizarding community that, that they enjoy having him around so they can treat him like shit. Like, that... It's it, like bigotry. It, yeah, they just, just keeping like, him around so you can have somebody to hate. Yeah, I mean, you know, people misdirect their anger at stuff all the time. If you have like a targeted source, at least you know where to throw it. Yeah. So you're not mad at him. You're mad at your thin-lipped wife. I cannot get over the descriptions she has Ugh. of these characters. So Aunt Marge comes with her. She's got an asshole dog named Ripper. Uh -huh. She says she breeds dogs, which uh -huh. already you're a shithead. Yeah. Like, what Large Marge breeding, what are they? They're um, bulldog, bulldogs. They're English bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, And so she shows up, of course, classic uh, Dursley adjacent family member just 
Can't stop praising Dudley. Oh my god. Why is everybody so into this little fucking turd bucket? He's a shithead. That it's like, but like, what? Where in that world is this kid like a valued commodity? I don't understand because he seems to be a bit of a fuck up himself. Who aren't you mean to your kids? You're mean to a kid that's not even your kid. Be mean to all kids. All kids matter. Be mean to them. She talks shit about Harry's family. That constantly. Like, constantly. She's like, and Harry at one point gets real fucking pissed off when he's talking shit about his about Harry's mom specifically. Yeah, she says if there's something wrong with the bitch, bitch. there'll be something wrong with the pup. And then Harry gets all riled up. Doesn't do doesn't magic. Doesn't do magic, but be, like we've learned before that he's had these incidences in his youth where things have happened because of his emotions. So first yeah. night, with her glass shatters. Mm-hmm. And she just, you know, I'm drunk and assuming, like, I must have squeezed it too hard. Mm. It's happened before, which is mm. fucking insane. Well, Large Marge is really fumbly and big and klutzy with her big old big digit hands. Yeah. And then she goes so far to, like... Bitch got hands like Mike Ditka. I will never get over how big Mike Ditka's hands are. Ah. Oh, God bless Mrs. Ditka. Ah. Oh, lady's getting plugged up every night. I mean, holy moly. Lots <laughs> of holies. Ah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so basically, at some point, Aunt Marge, one of the nights she's there, goes on about how irresponsible his parents were to get killed in a crash, and he just is so livid that he inadvertently causes Aunt Marge to inflate and rise to the ceiling. Wait, did he do it inadvertently? I feel like that is the magic he did. No, I don't think he... Because, remember, he's nervous that he did magic and he blew her up. Yeah, but I don't think, I think he's nervous that he knows that it was him that caused that. Yeah. But he didn't do a spell. Oh, okay. Oh, because he didn't have his wand, so he couldn't have. No. So he just, with his anger, watched her blow up. And then- Is it, this abnormal for a, a wizard to have that much power without their wand? I think it varies from wizard to wizard. It goes back to what they were saying. We're like, uh, I mean, we talked about it, I think, in the chat when we did the, the live readings, but- some wizards are naturally more powerful than others. It's like an athlete. Yeah. Like you can train really hard and get very good at a sport, but there are some people who just get handed a soccer ball and they're mm-hmm. Pele, yeah. you know, that they're just immediately amazing at yeah. it. And so, yeah, he's, I guess. He's Pele. He's the Pele of the wizarding world. Like if this were Neville, would that have happened? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Nothing would have happened. No, if anything, things would have gone wrong. bad, but in an actually bad way. Absolutely. So he's like... Fuck this, I'm out. He doesn't say fuck this, but he grabs his trunk, he grabs his belongings, and then he's just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm leaving. And he's dragging his trunk, all his belongings, Hedwig the owl down the street, and is just like, I'll figure Deuces. it out. bye. And that's pretty much that whole chapter. He just leaves her on the ceiling. Uh-huh. Everyone's frantic, and he's like, bye, losers. Like, did, I'm trying to remember if Mr. Dursley tried to do anything to get him to stop from leaving. I think he tried to demand get, to get her down. Yeah, fix this. And but nobody was like, was like don't go. Yeah. They were like, don't go until you fix her, basically. Yeah. But he's just like, no, you're on your own. That's what you get, bitch. Um, and then that's pretty much takes us into chapter yeah. three, which is where shit gets really interesting. Yeah. The night bus. Now things start heating up. We've, in this chapter, we learn what's on the cover of the illustrated book. You know, uh... So look, Harry's dragging his stuff down the street. He's positive he's going to be expelled. He's like, this is it. I've done magic. It's over for me. 
and he's contemplating like maybe I'll just you know I'm already in trouble <laughs> for magic probably maybe I'll just fly to London and become a wizard outcast he's just going through the like what do I do now he yes. realizes he's so far from London so far from anyone he knows it's the middle of the night if you know someone were to see him that's I also I thought it was I thought it was interesting when he was talking about flying to London he was like I can put a charm on my trunk so my trunk doesn't weigh a lot so he can fly with it while he's on his broomstick because i was like i was thinking like logistically like how would you we've got to stop yawning i know it's how do you fly with a trunk and when he said that i was like well why don't you just in the meantime why don't you just put a charm on your trunk so it's not so damn heavy when you're lugging down the street but also maybe it's like he He's like, I think I, I know how to do that, so I'm pretty sure I could, but maybe he's a little bit apprehensive out of, like, I mean, I'm a powerful wizard for my age, but I'm not the best. Yeah. So, like, I fucked stuff up. What if I turn it into a trunk? What if I nevel the situation? Yeah, which is a real risk. And he's just like, what am I doing? And then he feels he's being watched as he's... And then he sees an ominous shadow. Yeah, like a big, like, dark figure in the nighttime horrifying, startles him so bad he falls down into a ditch. Now, because I know that there's this escape convict, in my mind, I'm like, is this the escape convict? Really? I'm just wondering. Huh. Because we just, they had literally just talked about the escape convict, and then there's just somebody there. I'm thinking it has to come into play at some point, and I'm wondering if it's coming into play already. And then the bus, the night bus magically appears, yeah, and which and they're like, oh, you called the bus, which I still am confused on yeah. like what actually calls the bus because yeah. he like is standing there with his wand and this three decker like triple decker purple bus, yeah, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, and it's 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 a it's a bus for hitchhiking wizards. Yeah, it's that's the thing is I don't get is like, are they all hitchhikers? Are this is this like what people take for transportation regularly into work? Yeah, is this the wizard the wizard? line yeah like is, is this, this it, there's you know the l train is this for... the wizard train yeah so is this how they all get around like what is this is this is this the greyhound bus like, i'm also you know, wondering overnight i'm also wondering because of the way the wizards operate in this world you know when they're when they're driving on the night bus and shit's like jumping out of the way yeah aren't wizards supposed to be kind of dl about shit that's the thing is, yes, and I wonder, does this bus only travel at night? It sounds like the kind of thing where it's you're only traveling at night. Yeah, but it's like, can Muggles see the bus? Are they seeing Are Muggles seeing the shit jumping out of the way? Like, yeah, it's, it is very like, how do you not get seen? So I, I do wonder. Should we ask JK about that? Or is that something we're going to eventually figure out later? Well, we might figure it out. We can write it down as, right. a, as a questions for JK. Chapter three. So as she's writing that down, there's a kind of, I picture him dorky. I don't know if I described him as that, but kind of like dorky teen. Like this looks like a guy who maybe just graduated from Hogwarts age recently. Guy who like gets the luggage and stuff on the bus. His name's Stan Shunpike. Very talkative. Hey, how are you? You called the bus. Where are you headed? What's your deal? By the way, I'm imagining him like a really ineffective wizard who like made it through school but was like bottom of his class and now he's a bus driver. Maybe, he's not the driver though. He's oh. just the guy that does the bags and like assists people. But even then it's like, I mean, 
You're working in Greyhound. He bus. could be a squid for all we yeah, know at this he, point. That yeah, like, he could be Filch. Yeah, which it's like, out of all the jobs, I still can't believe they make non-magical people be the fucking janitors. janitors. That's really cruel. But he's really talkative, you know, and, you know, Harry lies and says he's Neville Longbottom because he's like, I'm My favorite, my favorite. You could, like, from being the greatest... The greatest wizard the wizarding world may will will possibly ever know to just just like, being like I'm Neville Longbottom. This one person you've probably never heard of because he's just a and I will and student. you will never hear of because I just keep getting hung on rafters. I mean, truly. So he's like you know covering his scar and then he watches the bus take off and sees all, what we shit just before. jumping just, out of the way. Stuff which just is, jumps out of the way, which is fucking crazy. And then they start they start gossiping. And, yeah, so and, and the driver tea. Ernie. Harry gets the tea on this guy, the escaped prisoner, because it was in the um, the Wizard News. Yeah, it was in the Wizard News. The Daily Prophet, and it's it talks about this guy, serious, 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 like serious, like serious XM, serious Black, a convict who escaped from Azkaban after twelve years, and what they're saying is he was a follower of Voldemort. And he had, the, he was responsible for the largest mass murder because he cursed 13, 13 people. people with a single curse. He murdered 13 people. He's see, here's the thing. I don't understand the potential of the wizarding world yet. Like the death of one person sounds like a lot to me. The deaths of 13 people sounds like a lot too, but like, I don't know. I feel like that's not even that much. That's because you live in America where people are mass shot all the time. Oh Yeah. Yeah, this oh, was like Columbine for the Wizarding World, but then there this was, was before Columbine. But then that, uh, but Columbine, Columbine was the end. Oh, I guess it was right around Columbine. Hold on, probably a dark reference. When did it come out? The late nineties. The point is, rarely do you see mass murderings like Wizarding when people do die. It's one on one. So this was a very powerful curse. This is not something that's taken lightly. This is after. This is after Columbine. Or no, it might have been the same time. This may have inspired Columbine. But um, she wrote this before Columbine. She, <laughs> wrote, she for sure wrote this before Columbine. So. I love that we're just on this. Can't get over Columbine. I mean. Uh, so sad. Anywho. So anyways, he's hearing about all this. This guy's escape from Azkaban. Whoa, crazy. And he, I mean, and that is crazy to go, wait, so like the guy on Muggle News is a wizard? Like it made it all the way to Muggle News? Yeah. Like, that's, that's how insane it is. And you were saying, we were talking about this before we started recording. Yeah. That there's communication. Like, I'm Well, we realize that. I'm picturing two separate worlds. Yeah. Like, I'm picturing not everybody in the, in the, everybody in the wizarding world knows about muggles. I think But almost, not necessarily every muggle knows about the wizarding world. Well, no, and I think for the muggle community, I think you only know about the wizarding world one of two ways. One- this is what I'm deducing. One of your family members ends up becoming a wizard in the mm -hmm. world. So your eyes are open. Or two, you have to be an extremely high-ranked government official. To and know the, about it. This is like, in theory, like the top secret CIA, FBI shit that like, it, you know, allegedly the president could know that we're yeah. completely unaware of, that they don't let the people onto because it would incite fear and insanity. So like the prime minister of England knows. Yeah. And so, we find, I mean, we find out the, okay, well. I just don't understand why if, 
the, the, the two high ups and the muggle and the wizard world both know of one another. Like, why isn't there more of a symbiotic relationship between these two worlds? I think because they're two, because of how wizards were treated in the past, which is we're burned at the stake. Yeah. So I think they're like, we're going to do our own thing. You do your own thing. And we'll keep the peace. Because it's like, what are you going to bring a fucking gun to a wizarding match? Fuck you. Like, yeah. you're not going to have Abracadabra. Us. Yeah. So he arrives in Diagon Alley, which is where he asked the bus to drop him off. And as soon as he gets off the bus, at Leaky Cauldron, Cornelius Fudge is there. Now, he's never met Cornelius Fudge. Yeah, He's only right. ever seen him because he was hidden under his invisibility cloak. In Hagrid's hut when they in arrested Hagrid's Hagrid. So he has to pretend that he doesn't, oh, who are you? And Cornelius Fudge is like there to greet him, which is weird. very weird. Very, very weird. And in the course of him getting off the bus, Fudge reveals his identity, you know, this is Harry Potter, too, the people on the bus. Yeah, the people like, on the bus are like, uh, that's Neville Longbottom. And he's like, mm, I don't think so. He's like, you're a moron. Mm. And he, like, he goes in the leaky cauldron, sits in a booth with Harry, and he's, like, relieved that he's, you know, not hurt or dead, which is weird. By the way, I am having kind of trauma flashbacks because the last time Harry was in the leaky cauldron is when he ran into Professor... Pearl. Quirrell. Oh my god, yeah. So, of course, and I'm thinking in my head, uh, I have this negative association with Leaky Cauldron. Interesting. Like, it is a it is a magical pub. Yeah. But there's something, like, the cast of characters who are hanging out there aren't necessarily good. And then when Cornelius Fudge is like, no, 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 you stay here, I'll get you a room... That's interesting that you, like, because of Quirrell, you associate it as, like, a seedy. I think it is a little dive barish, but, like, this is how you have to go through the Leaky Cauldron to get to dive yeah. from the... But for some reason, I think just because of Quirrell, I have this negative association like, in my head. Okay. So I'm now officially You're like, there's going to be seedy characters here. I'm, a, I'm, I'm particularly skeptical of Fudge. And then, you know... The fact that he was just randomly there. And then when Harry was like, oh shit, I did magic. And then Fudge was like, oh, no big deal. And it's like, well, it was a huge deal a year ago when not even I did magic and I yeah. got blamed for it. Like, yeah. Why is this not a big deal? And then he's like, don't worry about it. We went and took care of your aunt and unplugged her and like, you they know. Reach they basically gave her like the men in black fucking the boop boop. Or whatever Lockhart probably tried to do on them. Yeah, the memory charm. But, do you, oh my god, why didn't they just do the memory charm for, to the whole family? I mean, because the whole family knows he's a wizard. I know, but like, just delete But what well, is all, it is like, why don't you just erase that he even, that's a good point. Yeah. That he even existed and just not have him go back there. I feel like at some point, Harry needs to roll in there with a memory charm, or some sort of, oh, that's what Harry needs to do, eventually. Harry needs to use his powers to manipulate them into thinking he's like the greatest kid ever. That's oh, where it yeah. needs to go. Oh like, yeah, trick, like fuck with their brains. Fuck so with their like brains they so they're, like they all of a sudden love Harry and they just love magical people. That, yeah, why isn't there a spell to just like- Like a love potion number nine, but for like family. But I feel like, didn't they say early in one of the books? Maybe they didn't. Maybe I just made this up that like love potions are, maybe they did Touch and go. Yeah, or maybe oh. I just made that up in my head. I mean, um, I feel like that's from Love Potion number nine. Do you remember that? I movie? remember hearing about it. In the, the movie Love Potion number nine, it's like, 
it doesn't work. Like love potions don't work. Like that's not, it's not real love. Yeah, no, it's like it can cause infatuation, but that's yeah. it. So he's like, it's weird he's not being punished. It's weird Cornelius Fudge is there. And also like then all of a sudden, this is what's fucking nuts. Cornelius Fudge, everybody knows that Harry has a shitty home life, I'm assuming. Yeah, anyone who is any type of authority figure, teachers, whatever. Yeah. Why Why haven't they just let him stay at a hotel in Diagon Alley this whole time? Because, I mean, the Republican wizards would be up and armed if they found out the budget was being wasted. They'd be up and wands. Housing, yeah, up and, up and wands. Um, I mean, I thought that too, because I'm like, wait, so now is the Ministry of Magic just paying for him? Yeah. To stay there, it's like, okay, why couldn't they do that before? But also then the conservative wizard in me is like, I'm sorry, my my galleons that I pay in taxes. My hard worked for galleons. My hard spelled what galleons. Or like with, like, why isn't there a wizard teacher they're paying to stay over for summer? Yeah, let Harry do, let Harry board for the summer. Yeah, let like him that's pay. how boarding schools work. It's so bizarre. I don't know. For someone who is like so loved before he even got to Hogwarts, the fact that they're not doing just a little bit extra to give this kid a good living situation, like that is like a school being like, oh, you live in an abusive home. Go Deal back for it. the summer. Like, are you fucking kidding? It's out of our hands. It's also like, at all, but especially given what's happened the last two years. The last two years, he's had run-ins with Voldemort. Like, yeah. why isn't he staying with Dumbledore? Yeah, like, he should be under lock and key in Hogwarts being protected. Being protected. Also, at the end, when he's like, uh, Harry's like, oh, you know... Mr. Fudge, I don't even know what he called him. Fudge Factory. Minister um, Fudge. I'm Minister Fudge. I want to get my Hogwar- Hogmeade's permission slip signed. Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. What I call it? Hogwarts Mead? You said Hogmeade's. Hog- Hogsmeade? Is that what being, that's what we should call our jar of baking grease, is just Hogsmeade? <laughs> um, we've been using a uh, cast iron pan, you guys. We're, uh, we're, uh, it was all my boyfriend. It was anyway. boyfriend, yeah. <laughs> he's the one doing the cooking. But, but we have he to asks, something with all the grease. He's like, Cornelius Fudge, if he signs it, they'd have to respect it. Yeah, and then Cornelius says Fudge is like, nah, sorry, bro, can't. And I wonder if that's like out of, because he's clearly worried about Harry's safety. So I wonder if it's like, actually, it's probably better if you don't. Like, why is he? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm all automatically, I think Cornelius Fudge is not a good guy. Yeah, I'm in the camp of, like, if I'm reading this for the first time, it's like, is he a bad guy or is he just a guy who fucking is an idiot trying to do his job? Like, one of those people who somehow managed to work their way to the top by, like, schmoozing, and now it's like, you ever have a boss that you're like, do you, what do you do here? Yeah. I had a boss who would just come in and talk to me when I worked in job development for visually impaired and blind people. And he would just like sit in my office and I'm like, what is your job? You're like, I know you work at a visually impaired place, but are you yourself not able to read the room? Yeah, I mean, for fuck's sake. Go. <sighs> and I mean, that's kind of where it ends. He Fudge gets him a room. So I'm like, okay, so for the next month, he's- I mean, although honestly, I may be alone in this, but if I could take out By the way, here for my safety, boss. Sorry. that's so funny. And she's, if for those just listening, she's got a world's best boss mug. Um, 
if I were able to, which I'm, I will never be as a small woman who is often alone to remove the fear for my safety. I would love to have like a bare bone. I would be so down to stay in a bare bones room in an inn. Like, yeah. cool. Cool. What a majestic experience. I also love that Harry Potter is ball. His balls are just getting bigger and bigger. Just really turn it into some monster crystal balls here. Like the, the guy, like I can't wait till book seven. Yeah, like the bravery of this 13 year old. When you think about like the Unreal. boys you knew at 13, like mooning people. Also who would go fucking hitchhike? Yeah, I mean, ah, oh, they're booger monsters. Ugh, yeah, he's, he's a brave soul and it's just getting more- By the way, I was, I was interpreting you saying the boys mooning people being, I thought you were saying like those Never mind. You know what? I have literally no idea where your brain was going. My brain, my brain went somewhere else, and then I realized it wasn't there. You know what? The moral of the story is Harry Potter is really coming into his own. Yes, he is. And so this is just the beginning. I feel like we're about to head into the school year, and uh, I'm excited to see. I have a feeling the school year is going to be very atypical. Yeah. I'm thinking, I mean, every school year seems to be pretty atypical, but I have a feeling... A lot of stuff's going to be, first of all, I'm assuming a lot of stuff's going to be happening off campus. Like, is this all going to be taking place at Hogwarts? I feel like we're going to meet some, like, we're going to meet a whole, so many more people. We're going to be meeting a whole new, like, big cast of characters. I also feel like we're going to be, hello, buddy. You, like, like through Hogsmeade or just in general? Just or? through Hogsmeade in general. Like, you know, now that I know that Hogsmeade is coming up, you know, I, I'm, I'm imagining a lot of shit going down there. Interesting. And not necessarily so much at Hogwarts. Because I feel like we've explored a lot of the nooks and crannies of Hogwarts. And at this point, I'm like, give me something else besides Hogwarts. Like, give me a little Hogsmeade, you know? Interesting. Like, I want some shit to, like, go down somewhere else. Because it's like, the, the, the Hogwarts is its own character in this. Yeah. And now I'm like, give me another location. Like, we have the Forbidden Forest. We have uh, Hogwarts. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's like, and then we have the the Muggle world. So it's like we're, I, yeah, and it is like this is season three of a like if this is a show, it's like you start opening up, you know, the location. Yeah, even on sitcoms, it's like now you're venturing out or you're yeah. going to someone else's. Like house. I want to see some of I want to see the rest of this Wizarding world because right now the Wizarding world to me is, is as big as Diagon Alley and Hogwarts. Like, it's, where are the other wizards? Yeah, you're like, where do these people shopping at Diagon Alley? Go. Yeah, what are what is everybody getting all this shit for? Like what are what else are wizards? Because we're hearing about all this shit that's going on in Egypt. Yeah. With with uh the Weasley, one of the Weasley sons. Yeah. So it's like what's the wizarding world like there? Doing you he's, know he's doing what? Like, is there an American wizard wizarding world? And how bad are they fucking it up there? I mean, my God. Can't if you even imagine. Only knew. And in time you will. Uh we get to go to American Wizarding World. We'll see. I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe, maybe not. Um, okay, well, I guess that's, that's it for this episode. We'll see you tomorrow night for a live reading if you want to be there. Uh, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds if you want to join that. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at two filthy nerds, although like we said, we're uh, probably going to be quiet over there for uh, a while while the, uh, the Black Lives Matter protests continue. Yeah, we're going to let that, that kind of take center stage. So, so um, but... Uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you can get the updates as they come in. And um, we also have a Facebook group, Fellowship of the Filthy Nerds, where you can come in and we don't allow spoilers, um, but chit-chat, funny, 
Harry Potter related memes and uh, other things. So uh, hit us up. Let us know those black owned businesses you want us to recommend. Let us know what kind of uh, sweaters Nicole should buy to rep, rep Ravenclaw. All right. Send me links. And if you want to uh, try to write us a theme song, send it to us. If we like it, we'll use it. And uh, yeah, that's all. Bye everyone. Bye.